0: Hello, it's Will. I'm uh, here in the pod cave and it's uh, Sunday morning. Um, we're going to try to get back to releasing ToFop on a Sunday, uh, and weekly on a Sunday. And the only reason that we can do that and can t- continue to do that is because of the lovely people who have supported us on Patreon. So a big shout out to everybody who signed up to our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash You can give as little or as much as you want as a monthly donation to help keep the podcast going. Um, we have a few targets that we haven't put up yet, but basically, uh, we're working towards an amount of money where we could, uh, Get an editor involved. Uh, basically, Charlie and I are trying to bank a few episodes of the podcast. So we recorded two yesterday. So uh, one that you're going to hear today and then one that will go up next week. And we'll try to bank a few while we're in the same country. But we are only got a few days uh, together In the same place. So, uh, if we're going to do the podcast weekly, if it's going to come out every Sunday, then, uh, we're going to need to record it on Skype. Uh, we're going to have to get somebody else involved to help edit the podcast. Uh, I will say what a lovely audience we have. So many people have, uh, given me advice, sent me emails, offered their services, uh, and, uh, and, and people who really enjoy the show and get the show, uh, one person in particular, <laughs> one our hearts and affections with a follow-up email uh, less than 24 hours after a podcast had come out with a, uh, well, a particular offer to support our madness. So uh, we're going to experiment with that. So uh, please, if you can contribute a little bit, it only helps us grow the podcast and uh, make sure that it comes out more regularly. Same with Fofop. Uh, we, I'm going to try to you know record a bunch of episodes of that when I'm back in the US and And then do some as we go through the festivals uh, earlier on in the year. So we're going to have a big live show. If you want to come out and see us live, Uh, that'll be April 7. Uh, No, sorry. I'm April 7. I'm at the Sydney Opera House. April 9 uh, is a big TOEFOP show as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So here's my touring dates. I'll give you those plugs. Uh, Come and see a show. Uh, So basically, here's how it goes. Uh, Canberra, week of trial shows, work in progress shows. Uh, they are sold out essentially, but, uh, there may be one or two tickets, uh, available on the day, you know, company holds those sort of things. So if you're really keen, uh, to come and see one of those shows, uh, then look out for that when it gets a little bit closer in February. Uh, after that, starting February 29, I'll be doing two weeks at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh, please come and see those shows. Uh, I'm really excited about coming to Adelaide last year. Basically they were completely improvised every night. You could go two nights in a row. They'd be completely different shows and I had such a great time, but, uh, I was particularly keen this year. Uh, that was partly because, you know, we d- we recorded uh, Illuminati on January 19 and I had a very short period in between. It was partly out of necessity. This year, what I wanted to do is uh, hit Adelaide with a much more developed show and kind of have two weeks of, you know, doing that show in Adelaide. So um, <clears throat> Fire at Will is the name of the show. Uh, please come out and see it. Uh, I'd like to see you there. Uh, first Four Nights are cheap previews. So if you like a cheap ticket, come to one of those. Uh, There's always previews in every city, no matter what, uh, I think. Well, apart from Sydney, because I'm only doing one night. So, okay, I'm rambling. Here we go. Uh, I do uh, the Adelaide Fringe Festival two weeks. I do the Brisbane Comedy Festival. That's almost 50% sold out already. So if you want to come to see that, I would recommend booking a ticket sooner rather than later. Then Melbourne Comedy Festival for the month. Uh, I will be doing Wednesday through Sunday. I'm having Tuesday night off this year uh, so I can enjoy myself at the shelf on a Monday night. But I got a little sick last year. It was uh, too much, the workload. So fewer shows, um, same amount of tickets available, but you'll have to book them probably. Uh, So basically, we've got as many tickets on sale as we sold last year. Uh, but obviously less shows. So if you want to come out and see the show, then you might want to book a little early for the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year. As I said, uh, April the 9th will be the big TOEFOP show, uh, biggest one we've ever done. Uh, we can confirm uh, that uh, a very special person, uh, someone who I thought was the highlight of the Superpod, uh, well, we reveal it in this episode. Anyway, so you, we, it doesn't matter. You'll hear about it. Uh, it's going to be huge. That's what I'm going to tell you. It's going to be an absolutely huge night. So you could come and see my show that night and then uh, stick around, uh, come and see the, the TOEFOP show. You can obviously do both those things because I have to be at both of them. So if I have to be at both of them, you could be too. Uh, all right. Uh, That's enough rambling from me. I'm going to tell you that uh, I'm going to do the show in Los Angeles. I think it's April 21, uh, Thursday night at a meltdown. So uh, if you happen to be in Los Angeles at the time, maybe you're going to Coachella. It's uh, in between the two Coachella weekends for any Aussies heading over there, looking for something fun to do in LA. So it's on the Thursday night before the second weekend of Coachella. That's that's how I am pretty much putting together my year. Where is it in relation to Coachella? And then where is it in relation to a music festival that I'm going to in Spain in June? june that's pretty much how i'm uh, putting my year together this year so that gives you an insight uh then i will be coming back to australia first week of may first week of may uh the show will be happening in perth uh and oh yes as i mentioned april 7 one night only sydney opera house that goes on sale january 27th uh so we've made the official announcement apparently i made an unofficial announcement to you guys and uh i did get in a little trouble about that because apparently the opera house were meant to announce it i did not really know that but I do not pay enough attention to my own life and career sometimes. So anyway, it's announced. It's officially announced now. So January 27th, tickets go on sale. One night only. Justin's doing support. Going to be huge. Concert Hall, Sydney Opera House. That's where you want to see some comedy. That's where I want to do some comedy. So come and see me do some comedy there and I'll get to keep doing it. And you'll get to keep... You know how it works. It's Sunday morning. Anyway, uh, hope you have a lovely week and uh, rate the show on iTunes or listen to it on OmniApp and, you know, all the usual stuff. All right, we'll talk to you again soon.
1: This is ToeFop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello. Can you hear that drip?
0: Yeah, kind of. It's coming from your rape dungeon. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I know. It's terrible. Uh, Okay, here's the thing that I would say. Firstly, there's a lot of leaks in this house, although some have been repaired this week. Had a cool guy come over and repair the roof. What do you mean, cool guy? Like, a guy. Hang on, let
1: me guess. You ride a Harley leather vest over just like naked torso. Couldn't apologise.
0: Lo- <laughs> Never said sorry.
1: Long hair. <laughs> Had like a bird feather earring. Yeah. The Fonz, roof, r- roof repairs. <clears> um, <throat> I'm thinking more Lorenzo Lamas and renegade.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah, he was a renegade. Yeah, that's right. Renegade. Renegade repairman. roof repairs. <laughs> <laughs> Triple R. Lorenzo's mowing. <laughs> He's got his own side business. He's got the gardeners on the guy, pool cleaners. Um, Johnny Six Killers involved. Johnny Six Killer. <laughs> I used to love that show. That was a good show. <laughs>
1: that was a, that. That to me was like uh, uni- university because it used to be on. Was it late, like a Thursday night or something? Yeah, it was definitely. So like why you doing late work. night at
0: uni? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's definitely when but I it watched it. It seemed to go on for ages. Yeah, I guess
1: they must have made a lot of them. Like, in this era of a million channels and a million shows, I could understand Renegade getting made. Right. But back then, a show had to be kind
0: of good to stay on air for, like, seven years, right? No, nah, I don't think it did. I think there was a lot of those late-night shows, like Beauty and the Beast and... Um, Nash Bridges. Yeah, and uh, now what was the one about, like, Nightcaller or Night... Like night He was like a... I think he was like a vampire who had a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. But he solved crimes or something. I don't don't know. I watched that one. I watched all of Cheers when I was at university. Yeah. I remember that Channel 9 decided to play every episode of Cheers and it was at like 11 o'clock at night or whatever. Are you a Shelley Long or Kirstie Alley era? I liked it all. I'd never seen it because when we grew up, we didn't have Cheers on the telly. Um, So I only got to watch it this second time around when they played them all. But I watched it from start to finish and I thought it was... uh, like it, it still would probably stand up as a pretty good show, I reckon. Oh, it yeah. Like it was just a, a well made show. I was thinking about Cheers the other day. Do you I don't remember
1: it and maybe my ear's not attuned to it, but it's a Boston bar. Yeah. But they're not doing that kind of Clark dia vark, you fucking queer kind of accent, are they? <laughs> what are you fucking
0: queer? <laughs> Give me a fucking drink. No, 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 Cliff and Norm did not sound like uh, Ben and Matt in uh, Goodwill. Yeah, Huffick. although maybe Cliff did, right? Maybe, maybe, Cliff, maybe Cliff did have a little one. But they didn't. But they didn't have that kind of. I did see that one of the. I read this thing about the pilot episode of Cheers. Cliff and Norm, uh, that decision to sit them next to each other. I don't think it actually either in the pilot or in the first episode or whatever. They're not sitting next to each other. But yeah, right. It was the decision they made. Yeah. They Put them next to each other, and it became like
1: uh, you know what I love about Cheers. history. Is do you remember how in the first few series there was that extra Paul who had become Paul? It was that bald guy, and that he just sort of worked his way like four or five seasons of no dialogue. Wow. He worked worked his way up to the bar and then started getting a speaking part, right? Which was awesome. Like that's what that's you talk about like universe building. You know when people want to create like they took an ultra background character because he looked funny and then slowly brought him to the foreground and then he started getting dialogue. So you got to you feel like you get to know the character develop.
0: Genius. Uh, uh, Joss Whedon was very big on that in his shows where he'd actually introduce specifically, maybe not in that same way, but with the actual thing in mind of you're going to see this guy in the background in a whole bunch of episodes, but... I have in mind later on that they're going to be a character, which I think is a really lovely way to tell a story. Uh, my favourite one was on Sons of Anarchy, though, because uh, you know in the gang on Sons of Anarchy, did you watch it? I watched like the first two okay. series. Or well, one of the guys was an actual bikey. Right. Like maybe more than one, but definitely one of the one guys. Of the one of the actors. Yeah, right. I think he, it's the guy who played the character called Happy. And for the first few seasons, this guy was just like a mean guy in the gang and never got any dialogue or anything. And we were obsessed with Happy. Anytime Happy was just like in the back of a seat or whatever, we were like, fucking good episode, quality, like three yeah. minutes of Happy, you know. Yeah, we were, yeah, But then I was like, I've got to... So I went and saw... Um, three minutes of Happy,
1: then my sex life.
0: <laughs> so I went and saw uh, the fella who uh, writes Sons of Anarchy. Uh, uh, Kurt Sutter. Kurt Sutter, do a speech. That's a funny name. Kurt Sutter. Kurt Sutter. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I
1: mean, it's if you were watching an action movie from the 80s and the hero was called Kurt Sutter, you'd be I'm like, Kurt Sutter. Okay, action yeah. action
0: hero. If it were like, yeah, you'd yeah. be like, okay, but. Or like a parody news writer. A writer, writer. Kurt yeah. Sutter. Kurt Sutter. Yeah. Writer and adventurer. Yeah, exactly.
1: A <laughs> cross between Indiana Jones right. and Bruce well, Lee. The, the guy from
0: the Da Vinci Code, basically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so, Kurt Sutter was doing this uh, speech out the back of, um, well, it was a podcast out the back of Meltdown Comics in LA. And I went and, and watched it. It was amazing. $10. Who, a whose
1: podcast was it?
0: Uh, it was like one where they talked to Hollywood like showrunners and right. screenwriters and stuff okay. like that. So, um, so, basically, they just sat down with him for an hour and a half. Like this thing that wasn't even full, you know, like that cost yeah. like five or ten bucks. And I just went by myself, and it was fucking amazing. Like, I loved it. But my, my tit bit... How, how, were the, how was the sound quality? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was good. It was like our last episode that had the cicadas, yeah, yeah. the frogs in the background. <laughs> Causing people to crash their cars and shit. Right. Well, in uh, LA, on uh, some nights at Meltdown, there's literally crickets in the back of the room. So, like, in a comedy room where there's literally crickets if there's silence at the end of one of your jokes is... <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, but anyway, one of the things he was talking about was that, uh, you know, like cop shows and whatever will often have real life cops on board to give them advice on how to be a cop. Yeah. If I'm remembering this story correctly, this dude, Happy, is their, like, you know, outlaw biker consultant. Consultant. And so they just decided to cast him in the gang. But as the seasons got on, towards the end, Happy like was getting like proper dialogue and yeah. and really good scenes. And we were, I took, I felt like it was a great journey.
1: Oh, right, you work on that show, and uh, you get told that oh yeah, Happy's actually he was yeah. he was a genuine bike. He's like a consultant show, You're like okay. And then shit goes missing, <laughs> right? What do you do? You tell? Do you go up twenty one and say?
0: We don't want to profile anyone. You know what? I'd I'd investigate grumpy, sneezy Doc before I got to Happy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'd rule out all other possibilities. I'd have have a second look around just to make sure I hadn't put it in another place before I went straight to Happy. Yeah, it's probably not a great strategy. From what I've observed of Happy's work, you'd want to rule out every single other possibility before you laid that one down. Because even if Happy had done it, he'd have a pretty similar reaction. Whether you accused him of, of doing it and he was innocent to whether he had done it, I believe you would be in trouble. Yeah. and He would not have been Happy. Isn't it funny,
1: like, the concept of, like, an outlaw bikey gang, Right. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, What we, do you mean? Well, we it's a group. Of, it's just a social group. I know. For outlaws. But, uh, like, we give ourselves this illusion of, like, control and stuff, that, uh-huh. you know, we're safe and we have control and we follow the rules. And then a group of people to like, uh, no, we're not gonna follow the rules.
0: Well, they still follow the rules of their club though. Yes. So They don't follow our rules. No, everybody needs a set of rules. That's the thing, they're like, We're outlaws, we break all the rules. No you don't. You break you break you, you've made up your own rules. Yeah. And you don't you know you don't break them all. Well you, how you yeah, but
1: how do you possibly no one can exist without Oh that's what, that what you're saying? Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's a 10-second delay in this room. Oh, yeah, on the Skype. <laughs> yeah. Charlie and I are in the same room, but we're on Skype. So sometimes there'll just be a little delay in comprehension. We're on Skype comprehension. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that, your last point was just buffering in my head. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got a little spinny wheel. It's not your fault. Um, so uh, what got me on? Oh, oh yeah. So I like the guy that this guy was an outlaw biker and then became an actor. I wonder how the other outlaw bikers feel about that. I hope that... I, I guess that'd be... What terrible. do you mean? I mean, do they
1: Well, I don't you reckon they would watch that show and be like Pfft.
0: Or do you think they watch that show and go like Right on Well they say that the Sopranos the interesting thing about the Sopranos is that at first it reflected that culture of like the mob mafia, yo, yeah, Italian American. It was drawing on influences of things that were true. But mm. what it actually did because it also changed things artistically, yeah. is it actually then uh, went on to influence the way that so mobsters started to style themselves around how mobsters were seen in The Sopranos, yeah. rather than The Sopranos being a reflection. It was actually the thing that was pushing that sort of culture or image or whatever forward. So yeah. I, I reckon it might have been the same a bit with Sons of Anarchy. Do you? I really- mean, you know, you, like it made be looking. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it did glorify being like in that lifestyle. Yeah. It made it look very sort of. I, yeah. it, it portrayed a lot of downsides, but there was a lot of kind of you know, dark glamour associated with it, no
1: doubt. I remember um, this article back when the, the uh, Carlton gangs were roaming were around, the underbelly gangs. Uh-huh. What was that
0: guy? That was my time I, at Carlton, mate.
1: I think he was one of the first ones. killed. was it Alphonse Gagetano? Uh Yeah, Gaggiatano. And he was like a yep. young Alphonse, kind of, he was like a young dapper kind of guy, like he used yep. to be photographed up and down Ligon Street. And I remember they, I think it was the Herald Sun or the Herald at the time, whatever the newspaper was called, did like an interview with him. And it was like this kind of like uh, photo spread of him, like his favorite hangouts and stuff and him sort of, you know, denying he's involved in anything. And one of the captions was uh, like, uh, uh, Gagetano, uh, he's the De Niro of Ligon Street. And I'm like, <laughs> hang on. No, no, De Niro's the actor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, De Niro has played gangsters. Right. But he's not the De Niro, unless he's like a fantastic actor capable of uh, 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 doing comedy and drama and everything in between.
0: What you're basically saying, Charlie, is uh, he's the guy De Niro would play if they made a movie about Ligon Street. Or Vince Colosimo. (laughs) (laughs) I had uh, lunch the other day next to Vince Colosimo. um, Just in uh, Surrey Hills, Justin and I uh, had a sandwich together at this little cafe, and he was there with his uh, partner and... uh, their child. But uh, Vince, I don't know if it's for a role or if, if he's just in a relaxed point of his life, but is not in perhaps the Adonis st- style shape. And he has that one of those great, like, you know, bodies where he's basically just like now he wears like an open neck shirt Mm. and like so you can just see the top of the gut yeah right but just wears it in a way that is just such a like i'm a man yeah yeah, yeah. look at me like you know there's something about it where it's like you just get that hint of top gut it's like it's like
1: it's like 70s fit
0: right like you know action heroes in the 70s but out of shape, but they were men. Like right. They were 70s fit. And that's what it looked like. And I was like, is he actually... Because the interesting thing is what I would do if I had that sort of gut is I would cover it up as much as I possibly could. Mm. But what he had done is intentionally unbutton this shirt lower so you could see a hint of the top <laughs> of gut, like a revealing <laughs> mm-hmm. sort of like alluring sort of look how much of a man I am. I'm going to show you a little... Uh, yeah, hint a gut. I wouldn't have been surprised if there was some sort of Wonderbra thing holding the gut up in such a sensational <laughs> style. It was very. I was amazed at how like manly he looked.
1: I want to um, uh, read you something. I thought would be interesting to discuss on the topic of boo actives. reading. <laughs> uh, there is a, a, a story synopsis for Justice League Immortal, which was a proposed Justice League film they are going to make, I think in like 2007, uh-huh. George Miller was going to direct. I think you mean my neighbour, George Miller. Your neighbour, George Miller. Uh, Will's best mate, George. Um, they were going to shoot in Australia and I think uh, Megan Gale was going to play Wonder Woman. She was. Adam Brody was going to play The Flash. Uh, Army Hammer was going to be Batman. Some guy I've never heard of was going to be Superman. And then the film got aborted. So none no really knew what the plot was.
0: Uh-huh. But... Do you want me to read it to you? Of and course, we can I do. Take it apart. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't wait. How long is this synopsis? We can skip through it. No, but it, I, I don't mind. But I just wanted to have a sense of how detailed this. Like, it's quite detailed. Okay, it's it's, it's, it's like a, it's the entire plot. All right.
1: Um, so this is how it begins. It begins with Superman wearing a black and silver costume, landing on a rooftop of a church, where he meets Wonder Woman, The Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, and Martian Manhunter. Okay. Together, they descend into the streets where they're surrounded by civilians and journalists as they enter the church where a funeral is being held. That oh. man watches them from afar. Uh, now, all right. I found this online. I just got to read the first few pages. Uh-huh. And it's like they're in costume Yeah, going to a funeral. I know. Could that have been pulled off? <laughs> like, I mean, it's George Miller and he's done amazing things with Fury Road. But how do you shoot that?
0: Like everyone's in black, and the Flash is just there. Yeah, in it'd be red. weird, right? There's a scene in Batman Forever. I mean, it's fine for Batman. He's the one who he shouldn't be watching from afar. He should be there. Mm. He's already in funereal black. Yeah, at all exactly. Times. He's
1: the only one who came just appropriately. Mate, he
0: looks. He's in a constant mourning costume. He should be right there in the middle of There's it. There's a
1: scene in Batman Forever where uh, it's like news footage of um, Harvey Dent getting acid thrown in his face to become oh. Two Face. And they, So it's just playing in the background and it's like, you know, uh, a gangster threw acid in uh, Harvey Dent's face. Luckily, Batman was there to intervene. And the camera cuts to Batman leaping out of the chairs to stop the bad guy. And it's like, so was Batman just sitting there in the courtroom, just in his light leathers, just quietly as they read out the sentence?
0: Just, I mean, just a few people around like, hey, yeah, they do. Yeah, but I, I just like to imagine. I'm pretty it,
1: sure that's Batman. is Batman? It was a full gallery and there was only yeah. one seat left right at the end. And so you just go, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Okay, so Batman's okay. watching from I do afar. love the
0: idea of them all being, well, okay, could they be at the funeral? Well, I guess if they're all out known in the world as those people. And it's like a uniform. Saying, it's a uniform. In a mili- military, right. maybe, maybe. You know what? It's a sign of respect. It's yeah. like wearing your military uniform to a funeral.
1: Maybe it's a kind of version of their costume that's right. a bit more formal. Bowtie or something. <laughs> Batman's just got a tuxedo painted on the front of his bat suit, like those 70s T-shirts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Green Lantern can kind of make himself look however he wants yeah, to Yeah, he could put a tuxedo, a yeah. green
1: energy tuxedo on him.
0: Right. Flash reds a bit too much for a funeral, so I suppose he would need some sort of like... But he could do that. He'd be like... Martian Manhunter can change his
1: form so he can just look like whatever. Right. And one woman, well, come on. She's one woman. Come on. She fucking rocks it out a bit.
0: I mean, you know what? She could... I mean, she could just... Dress sexy at my funeral, well, you, Wonder Woman. You know what? She could just, like, you know, use her cloak in, like, whatever way she felt comfortable oh, yes. with. Oh, she's got a cloak. I mean? She's got a cloak.
1: Okay. So we learned that six days earlier, Batman, using state-of-the-art surveillance satellite called Brother Eye, spies oh. on the other members of the Justice League. Yeah, good. Clark Kent. Love it. Diana from Themyscira. Scara? Scara. Barry Allen. John Stewart. Not The Daily Show's John Stewart. That'd be great if it was, though. Arthur Curry, who's... Uh, Aquaman, and John Jones, who I believe is the Martian Manhunter. Okay, sure.
0: After Batman leaves for a meeting... (laughs) he's still got shit to do, mate. Like, you know what? It's it's pretty busy being Batman, but sometimes you've got a fucking meeting scheduled. After Batman
1: leaves for a meeting with Maxwell Lord... Do you know who that is? No. Okay, Maxwell Lord, under his civilian Bruce Wayne identity, the Bat Computer is hacked by Edward Snowden. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is hacked by an outside source that uses brother Ida to resume spying on John Jones. Uh, who uh, So that's the Martian, Martian Manta, Manhunter who is uh, in the form of a police detective from Central City. Okay, yeah, sure. So he's undercover, I guess. Okay, cool.
0: <coughs> Literally Jeez. undercover, but possibly also uh, undercover.
1: Undercover, undercover. Yeah. John receives a package and upon opening it, a swarm of nanobots is sprayed yeah, into yeah. his face. Okay. Pause. I fucking...
0: Hate hey, nanobots. Know, like, They're in everything I now. I know. Everything is a... Do you know why? Because they worked out how to do them. In CGI, you yeah. mean? Because it's cheap. You can make big things happen. Oh, yeah. Like So now everything's fucking nanobots. I saw the fucking Scorpion King, mate. This was That's written in... Much I think this is like 2008 or something. Yeah. So... They're ahead of their time in being annoying. Oh, of course. (laughs) George Miller probably invented fucking nanobots. And if he'd done them first, then we'd all fucking love them.
1: That'd be great. It would be a a feminist uh, nanobot. Nanobot, yeah. yeah. You know, it doesn't need (laughs) other nanobots to rescue it. It's doing fine on its own. Yeah, exactly. Uh, John receives a package and- Gets a load in his face. Yeah. A load of nanobots. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. They enter his body and take over his movements, forcing him to reveal himself as the Martian Manhunter to his co-worker. So he mm. exposes himself to his co-worker. Right. Yeah, Probably okay. a, a terminatable offence. Yeah. Face full of khaki. <laughs> yeah. It's very sexual, this paragraph. Right, he cops a load it? in the face, exposes himself to a co-worker. Gets a package. Before making him fly to a certain location in Colorado. Free Hello. weed.
0: Free, oh, weed. Yeah, free weed. Free It's like, come well, on, it's the Martian man What's well, but- not free? It's legal. He's like, <laughs> I'm green and I like to smoke the green. <laughs> <laughs> he's not from Mars at all. He's just, he's very fucking high at all times.
1: <laughs> he's not actually changing shape. He just thinks he is. Oh,
0: well, what did you say? No, I'm the Mars bar man-hunter. I'm just a man who loves Mars bars because bar I'm really, really hungry. <laughs>
1: Barry Allen spots him and attempts to follow him as the Flash, okay. but fails. Why? How could he? He's the Flash. Uh, Google Maps, Apple Maps. Upon flying to Colorado, John is captured by mysterious forces. Okay. As the Justice League investigates Martian Manhunter's disappearance, Batman finds out that Brother Eye has been compromised.
0: By the way, good move. Uh, it's good to kidnap the least popular character. That I'll makes get rid of sense straight away. As a plot point. It's on like the Hulk. It's, well, it's, I mean, you use him in small doses. Right. But it's also do- what they did with Hawkeye in the first Avengers film. Mm. They, they basically, you go, okay, people don't like these guys as much as the other guys we want to give screen time. So their role in this movie is going to be to be the plot point. Let's but, get them kidnapped but, early on. Yeah. But then in the second one, they make Hawkeye like the lead character. Yeah. Because by then people liked Hawkeye. I don't know, you. did you? like Hawkeye? Yeah, I liked Hawkeye. I thought I liked that uh, whole storyline in the second well, one. Why do you marry him then? And I like these little action things. I love when he does those spins and fires his arrows and shit. <laughs> Says quips, self-deprecating quips about his role in the team. You think you are Hawkeye, don't you? We're all Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> He's us, mate. They're all fucking freaks, the rest of them. Superheroes and freaks with special powers and all that sort of shit. Hawkeye, you know what he is? Good at his fucking job. Just rocks up every day, and he's good at firing a bow and arrow. He didn't fall into some fucking nuclear waste or experiment with. He's not a billionaire. He's just an honest bloke making a living, hanging out with superheroes. He's a good, honest tryer. You know what? He's, he's best clubman. He yeah. would win that every year. You know, Hawkeye would win yeah. best clubman. Yeah, he'll play. Avengers, he'll play 150 determined right? games. Club legend. Yeah, you know, what I mean the the heart and soul. Who is your team? Who is your team's Hawkeye?
1: But a a pickin.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah,
1: Who's yeah. my team's Hawkeye? Who's the biggest battler? J- J- Jaron Geary is our Hawkeye. He's <laughs> your Hawkeye? Yeah, he'll. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, as the Justice League investigates Martian Manhunter's disappearance, Batman finds out Brother Eye has been compromised, and that the files he kept on how to defeat each member of the Justice League has been stolen. See, now look, hasn't come out yet, but from everything I've seen
0: <laughs> of Batman versus Superman, this is a good setup. So I, I don't know. I, I thought I'd talk to you about this before, but maybe I haven't. Maybe I talked to somebody else on the podcast about it. But my uh, about the animated Batman uh, Justice League uh, one. You know, they Which they problem? made those animated ones. Yeah. yeah. And literally, the plotline of it is that um, basically somebody is hunting down uh, each of the members of the Justice League, basically where they're most vulnerable. And it turns out at the end that oh, like yeah, they've stolen Batman's this. plans to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good po- it's a really solid idea for yeah. a story.
1: Yeah, because it, well the other thing it does is the problem with this Batman versus Superman with all these characters they're bringing in is these characters have never met. So there is nothing really at stake when Batman versus Superman. Like the great interest of those two fighting each other is that they Batman knows about Superman, you know, and that there is like friendship on the line or there's respect or something like that. That's what yeah I mean, I know how you feel about this upcoming film. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. But they should have just done that. that should have, that's what they should have done. Uh, okay, so the files the, on the Justice League are uploaded to OMACs, advanced cyborgs that take over ordinary people through a nanovirus. Oh, Mark, back oh. to the fucking nanovirus. The OMACs are sent to destroy the Justice League while a mysterious enemy uses the nanobots to take over the Martian Manhunter's powers and use his telepathy to take over Superman and force him to kill Batman. All right. You don't need Superman to kill Batman. You need a high-powered rifle.
0: <sighs> I mean, yeah, see, that, to me... It's the other way around. No. No. It what should I, be that, no. No, but here's what I would say, is you can't have Superman in a fight with Batman if Superman doesn't have Superman's conscience. So, Justin and I were talking about this the other day. The thing about a Superman versus Batman fight, the, the only way that it can be a fight other than, well, there's two ways that you can go with this. One, Batman has something that is downpowering Superman, so Kryptonite or whatever the fucking premise is of the thing. Or that Superman doesn't actually want to kill Batman. Yeah. That's the only two things that, that can really be going on. So, if Superman has been taken over by something else, he'll just kill Batman. Like, that'll take one second. Yeah, that's not a plot point. That's just how the Batman died. Yeah, something took over Superman with his powers and killed Batman because Batman is a man. All right, well, with, with some bat shit on, and Superman is a super alien. Well, this is actually. I mean, this
1: sounds like from the trailer. This is what we're going to see. It sounds similar to this draft. So Wonder Woman and Batman then engage in a powerful battle against Superman. So like in the trailer, it looks like Batman and Superman are fighting, and then yeah. Wonder Woman comes in, while Green Lantern and Aquaman. This is your, your, your B team. Oh so, Fight the so OMAX. Plot. So this is this sounds a bit like uh, Age of Ultron. Sounds like we would have gotten yeah. some androids. Hey, guys, you, you
0: guys are going to be in the plot
1: line we you call. Know. Meanwhile, you know what? This actually could, yeah, I mean, it's weird. There are so many elements of, I know this was never made, but I wonder if this script went around because this is very Age of Ultron. Right. You know, or, I mean, nearly, you can throw a rock and hit a comic book film that has like a army um, of CGI whatevers and the team has to get together and, and bash them up. I wonder if this was a precursor or if that's just what they all do. Okay, so you've got Wonder Woman and Batman fighting Superman while Greenland and Aquaman are fighting the androids. Uh, and the Flash is still investigating, you know, who's behind it all. Leads into to
0: a castle in... It says Belgica. By the way, can I just say this because I like the I, I I like the TV show The Flash. Yeah, and like it's got one of those spoken intros, you know, that explains the show every week. It's got yeah. one of those ones. that it's like you know, hi, I'm Barry Allen. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 it's something along the lines of every week. It was like most people think I'm just an ordinary forensic psychologist, and I'm like. Yeah, because we all, you know, no, no, no a forensic psychologists. You know, ordinary forensic fr- oh, psychologists. Yeah. yeah. I've one pho- more forensic, forensic psychologist. psychologist. No,
1: Pat, there's not a forensic, is it? Free? Psych- are you a oh, for no,
0: forensic pathologist. pathologist. Forensic pathologist?
1: Yeah, I think it's pa- pathologist. It <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at us
1: making fun. <laughs> and we can't even pronounce these fucking occupations. Yeah.
0: But but what that proves my point Not po- a speech pathologist. My point is, it proves my point. is yeah. that It is not an everyday job. Yeah, like, yeah. it's people on CSI and Barry Allen the Flash.
1: <laughs> Hang on. Screen lock.
0: No, I'm back. Uh, okay. Okay. So,
1: they're fighting, uh, they're, fighting, they're fighting Batman, Batman and Wonder Woman are fighting Superman, Greenland and Aquaman are fighting the androids. The Flash has gone to a castle in a country called Belgica. Right. Now, I assume, like, I don't know why
0: they just didn't say Berlin or an actual well, town. Maybe not. to. Sometimes they make up countries. Yeah, like, like they, they, they did sense. in Age
1: of Ultron as well. Wasn't yeah. that in, like... Yeah, they don't,
0: I don't want, know. They don't want to slag. Not Russia. Yeah, they don't want to slag off one particular country. So you just make up like a, a name for a fictional country. Okay. It, oh. it happens all the time on uh, Madam Secretary. They're always going off <laughs> oh, to really? some country that does not exist to solve some problem that's yeah. clearly like Iran or Syria or whatever. <laughs> so the Flash uh, takes him to a castle
1: in Belgica where he is murdered. What? By the mastermind behind the attack after finding John. Hang on, so The Flash is murdered? The Flash is murdered. Barry Allen is murdered. Wow. The mastermind is not one, but two villains. Okay. Maxwell Lord and a villain that you have seen in a DC film in the last
0: 10 years. Uh, In a DC film in the last 10 years? Yeah. Uh, No, I don't know. Who? Talia Al Ghul. Oh, okay. All right.
1: Lord believes that the superheroes are taking over the world and changing the course of natural history, and he wants to destroy them to save the world. Whereas Talia, the new leader of.
0: The, the League of Assassins or Shadows. Yes, Didn't wants revenge idea.
1: for her father's.
0: Her father? Death? Rasha uh, Ghul. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's
1: right. It's poorly written. Oh. Rasha Ghul's death at the hands of Batman the years prior. So Batman killed Rasha Ghul. Yeah, all right. He doesn't kill. Isn't well, Rasha Ghul immortal?
0: Well, he killed it. Yeah, I mean, well, yes. In in some interpretations, he's literally immortal. Is he immortal? Or, no, he has an immortal pit that he can yeah, revive. That's right. Thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, but in the Christopher Nolan version, he like he died at Batman's hand. Well, he died because Batman let the you know train fall away. I don't. Ha- I won't kill you, but I don't have to
1: save you either.
0: Right? Is that the line? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Okay, so uh, Talia
1: and Maxwell Lord have created an OMAC virus, the nanobot bullshit, with the help of an outside source and use the OMACs to attack the Justice League. So big CGI battle around about the 50-page mark of the script. Batman finds Lord's Lord's Hideout and Wonder Woman snaps his neck. Fucking Man of Steel style, boom! Wow. Holy shit.
0: But she kills anyway, doesn't she, Wonder Woman? Well, she, she doesn't give a, a shit. fuck. No way, man. She's, she doesn't have a moral compass. Fuck the police. The rules? Fuck, fuck, fuck the police. That's right. She's the Malcolm X. She's the renegade. Yeah, she yeah. goes outside the rules. She's a woman doing it for herself. Life itself. ain't nothing but breaking motherfuckers' necks. You know what? Sometimes she's going to be provocative because that you just haven't experienced her way before, but she fucking marches the beat of her own drum. Well, she's a fucking Amazon warrior. Of course she's exactly. going to snap a neck. She is. Bloody
1: sick of these double standards for women. Now. Absolutely. And I men. mean,
0: she's fucking one woman in a superhero fucking, tribe that's mm. dominated by useless fucking men one of them can't even get out of the water <laughs> yeah, yeah, somehow he's got a head further than she has so I mean come on Talia fights- She's the Beyonce, I imagine, Wonder Woman. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like she's like, you know- She's going to break out you know, and have Wonder a- Wonder Woman. solo career, yeah. <laughs> you know, do it. Oh, you women, Wonder Woman. Wave women. your lassos. <laughs> We're all women. Yeah. Fly
1: in you're invisible jet. Yeah. We're
0: all Wonder Women.
1: <laughs> yeah, she could- No, she'll be Oprah. She'd she won't be fucking, fucking Beyonce. She'll yeah. have her own fucking- You
0: get an invisible jet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the WW network. Yeah. Uh, so Talia fights Batman and is defeated. Okay. But the Justice League now has to deal with the OMAC Army and the real master ma- the, and the real mastermind oh behind the real mastermind master behind its yeah. creation.
0: Oh, 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 hang on! So someone's behind all this that we haven't yet. Yeah, experienced. who of the DC
1: villain universe who would be behind it?
0: <sighs> I mean, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Lexifer.
1: Using a powerful EMP generator, okay, Electromagnetic. that was big for a while as well,
0: wasn't it? An EMP. EMP. Well, yeah. that's actually in Dark Knight. There's a couple of Dark Knight. You I know what? In this. this is this is like you know what? It was doing a lot of things that it w- have been big set pieces. That's what I was, yeah. what I was saying before. I know, but but okay. I, <laughs> I didn't have enough evidence <laughs> to believe you. But to you, jump to your conclusions. Well, you know what? You've already read this, so you got a sense from things that were coming up that that it's was not a race. Case. Mate.
1: Not a race. It's just I'm smarter than you.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) A, you just made it a race. And B, that would be... Imagine if that was like the race. You're like, one person is allowed to do it all first before you know there's a race.
1: (laughs) I just took intellectual peptides. (laughs) Using a powerful EMP generator created by Wayne Industries... And aided by the former Kid Flash, Wally West. Okay. Now the second Flash. Yeah, sure. The Justice League defeats the other. I O-Max. mean, by the
0: way, Flashes aren't fucking interchangeable, George Lucas. I will say that, though. I understand what he's doing. Hang he's on, what getting, did you say? He's getting both Flashes in. But you know what? You fucking killed the first George Flash. George Lucas. Off. George Miller.
1: What did I say? You said George Lucas. Oh, fucking George Lucas. What is, <laughs> sorry, George Lucas. Sorry, George, George Miller. Miller. <laughs> sorry. We're never getting him on the show. No, no, no. He's my neighbour. He'll be into it. Gotta ask him. Uh, okay. He's been
0: away, winning awards.
1: Yeah, fuck, hasn't he? I mean, I we should listen back. There is an episode I'm sure people out there know better than us where we talk about the upcoming Mad Max film, mainly my hopes and dreams. Uh-huh. And you were, like, I think, you make a prediction like uh, Tom Hardy will, you know, uh, win an Oscar or something like that. And you were close because yeah. if you had told me a year ago that Mad Max: Fury Road would be up for ten Oscars, you'd be oh, like. Wow. You know what? Actually, you know what it is. There's, have you seen the new Entourage film? Yep. terrible, terrible, terrible. And the and, fil- I,
0: and I don't mind Entourage.
1: No, I don't mind Entourage either. But that 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 movie was so bad. And there's terrible. there's this conceit in it where Vince wants to direct a film, uh-huh. and halfway through the film, you see like the first five minutes of the film, and it looks awful, like awful. the worst music video you've ever seen.
0: Well, because then it's- by the but it turns out the people
1: they, he's like, like a he's like a DJ it's like the matrix he's like a DJ it, who's got superpowers and he's shoot he's shooting lightning out of his hands or but, something but, stupid but
0: basically you're watching a terrible movie yeah. about someone like they're already making a terrible movie and within it they're trying to make this movie which it turns out is also terrible because the people making the movie don't do not know how to make movies yeah yeah both of them are terrible. Let alone a film... The fictional movie and the movie you're watching, both are terrible. Cause, and that actually makes the plot quite confusing
1: because the rest of the film is spent with people pleading with people to give them more money so they can complete it because it's a masterpiece. Right. But you've seen that five minutes and it looked awful. It really
0: picks up like, from there.
1: <laughs> really comes home strong. But then the final conceit of the film is that it gets nominated for like Best Oscar, Best Director, Best yeah. pitcher, Best Supporting Actor
0: and you're like... Never, no, no that no, would never happen. No, it would not happen. So, I if mean,
1: you had it, told me a year ago, yeah, okay, that Mad Max Fury Road was going to have you
0: be like, you are crazy. I mean, it is bizarre. I don't think it's bizarre. I don't think I I don't think it's been. Dark Knight no, wasn't nominated. I don't think it'll win as like as many as it deserves to win. By the way, it'll win a lot of technical ones, but I hope it'll win more than that because he has to be a shot for director. I hope so because it's it's actually. One I don't of the most, think it's been a great year for. Like I mean, I know there's been some good movies this year, but I don't think it's like a standout year where you're like, it's definitely going to be this film, or it should be definitely like some of the nominations. Like I went and saw Jobs the other night. Yeah, you didn't like Jobs, I could tell. Well, a, it's like okay. Firstly, Michael Fassbender has been nominated. I like, I really like Michael Fassbender, but he looked like Michael Fassbender. Like he, I I did not complain about. I did not feel like he, like, ever really made me feel like he was Steve Jobs. I'm going to say something really fucking controversial. I reckon Ashton Kutcher felt more like fucking Steve Jobs than Michael Fassbender did. I know you're. I was just like watching Michael Fassbender. You're
1: upset, right? Right now,
0: Will. So I'm just going to pretend like you didn't say that. I haven't seen the Ashton Kutcher one. Well, secondly. Aaron Sorkin, who again, I like. I like everyone who's involved in this film. Like, I didn't Danny want to Boyle. not like it. Yeah, I'm Danny Boyle, Kate Winslet. Like, Kate Winslet has been nominated. Kate Winslet, not Kate Winslet. All right, Kate Winslet then. <laughs> or whatever. Oh, well,
1: by the way, we I uh, was talking to someone about our idea of doing a limited edition TOEFOP cassette tape. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> and everyone's like, what did you say? And I said, cassette. And they said, it's cassette. Now, I went back and listened to it. We both say cassette. And then I asked someone Is else. Is it a
0: Victorian New South Wales thing? Or I something? don't
1: know. Well, there was two Kiwis and a Scot. Uh-huh. They both told me that because you, you were you were at the time in a joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were in a bar with a horse, and uh, but they were saying cassette, cassette, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've always said cassette, cassette. I'm probably I said both cassette, cassette, cassette. What, what comes most naturally to you? Cassette. All right, finish this sentence for me: Kenny Everett video cassette. So you say cassette. Oh, that was cassette. That wasn't cassette. We were saying cassette and cassette. I mean, who cares? You knew what we meant.
0: (laughs) Was there anyone who was like, I don't understand what you're talking about now.
1: Coming from a dude who's made fun of the fact that I can't
0: say... Penguins. Uh, I mean, but that's different. <laughs> that, that's no, not. No, that's, that's different. Because what <laughs> we're doing, I, I think, is probably a regional pronunciation. Like, I think from probably from. You reckon? Yeah. I'd I, be I,
1: interested to know.
0: I think it'd be like Lego and Lego. It'd be like. You should uh, put a poll on the Facebook page. Yeah, do you say Cassette, Newcastle or, do you say ca- cassette? or Newcastle? or Newcastle. You know what I mean? Like there's, there is those regional ways of saying things that are different. So it's probably just but that you alternated between. The Amy three. mocks me all the time because she's from New South Wales. She We've got different way, like the way I say milk. Apparently, like milk, milk, yeah, Malk. milk. I milk. don't hear
1: it. She's told me that. But she, yeah, she, she's complained she's about. about that. That.
0: I mean, milk comes <laughs> well, up a lot. My parents are dairy farmers, you know. So <laughs> anyway, all right. Good on you, George is the point of that. <laughs> <laughs> We're never getting him on the show. No,
1: he'll get on. He's my neighbor. Using a powerful EMP generator created by Wayne Industries and aided by the former Kid Flash Wally West. Yep. Now the second Flash, the Justice League defeats the O Max, but Luther gets away with his involvement in all of this. <sighs> Batman well that you know, that makes sense. He's a CEO. Yeah. So, Always huge disaster. You probably what? got a $5 million like golden handshake. Well, you know what the thing was about Lex Luthor, Charlie? What? Too big to fail. Yeah, exactly. You can't <laughs> let fucking Lex Corp. You go just down. can't
0: let it go down because the whole economy relies on it. But they'll learn. Let's not, in- you know what? Let's not inquire too much into it and yeah. let's not do a whole. Yeah, but. They'll learn, and I'm sure five years later, Lex won't be back bigger and better doing worse things than he was doing five years ago because he is too big to fail. Let's, let's only do like a little bit on this because we could go on forever, but back to, <laughs> Batman versus Superman
1: on Justice. <laughs> so this Jesse Eisenberg casting, which yeah. everyone seems uh-huh.
0: to hate, uh-huh. and I understand why. So far, me too, but I, my hope is that there'll be some brilliant reveal that makes or even, those choices okay. worth it. Even if there isn't, like, some kind of big twist or whatever. But if
1: people are always complaining about, oh, like, you know, superhero films are exactly the same, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. If you're going to do a take on a captain of industry and you're like, well, who are the titans of industry at the moment? And they're fucking Silicon Valley guys. And you... Because I know Lex has all these qualities that define him as Lex Luthor. Like, he's an alpha male. He's the most, you know... Manly man, that's why Superman makes him so angry because, you know, he can't be the most powerful man while that man exists. Isn't that an interesting choice to go counter? Oh, I mean, I think if, if they... I mean, it doesn't work for me. I'm not saying I love it. No, but... but I, I, I'm just wondering why people are so kind of like... If they complain so much about films all been the same. I think the
0: problem is that, like, if if what you were describing was what he was doing, I think that would be a very interesting choice. I think if he played him like a, you know, a Mark Zuckerberg but that's, or a Steve but Jobs that's or whatever. But that what they're doing. Right, but, that, but I don't feel like that's how it comes across, how they're playing him. I think it's too comical and camp and, like, yeah. over the top. Whereas if you played him a bit more like a Zuckerberg or a Jobs or a, even a Bill Gates or whatever, where you're like, yeah, this is some so guy not who has... So- like uh, not manic, not like crazy. More like, like a more like, like a
1: savant than right, yeah. a fucking goofball.
0: Yeah, and just someone who knows they have an immense amount of power because of what they yeah. you know control. I mean, I get the
1: feeling that it's going to be like it. There will be a. It's an act. That well, you, is, you've got to hope it is. From that terrible trailer that you released. I mean, you've
0: got to hope, right?
1: <laughs> DC, God damn it! How can you be make TV so good and film so bad?
0: <laughs> that's their slogan <laughs> TV good <laughs> TV film, good bad. film bad TV, TV yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. okay
1: so Luther gets away Batman leaves the group oh he's walking oh here we go he's, he's walking he's out back to the Batcave with you Wonder he's Woman never, he's
0: not a team player
1: Batman. no Wonder Woman receives mur- by the way I've got to say in this article the synopsis whoever has transcribed this has hyphenated Wonder Woman and it's really really distracting for some reason yeah right Wonder Woman receives murder charges because she snapped the neck of... Uh, who would she snapped the neck of? Uh, someone before. Someone, who was it? She snapped the neck oh, the, of... Oh, the,
0: the old mate. The other guy. Maxwell who, Lord. The old, yeah, the guy who was involved in the plan. No, it was... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the one that no one really cared about. That's who yeah, she yeah. killed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So she's up on murder. Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah. Uh, Batman receives Murder charges, and Wally West decides to join the Justice League. Oh, so this is the end of the film. Okay, so okay, so Luther gets away. They stop the they stop the plot. But Luther gets away. Batman leads a group, which is good. That's a good ending. That's like a Wolverine right. going off. Wonder Woman <laughs> receives a murder charge. That's a bit dissatisfying, but sets up a sequel.
0: Yeah. Plus, and- that kind of spin off TV series, Orange is the New Black Star, where Wonder <laughs> yeah, Woman was in like women's yeah. prison and yeah, it's just yeah. their adventures inside the prison. Amazon is a new black. Right.
1: Well, hang on. Okay. if <laughs> that's <racist. laughs> Wonder Woman receives meta charges and Wally decides to join the Justice right. League and honor his uncle's legacy. Yeah, so well, that's good. So- replacement flag. So, where's Superman in all this? They didn't actually say what happens. So, Batman. Bat-
0: oh yeah, because Wo- yeah, Superman was a weapon.
1: Yeah, what happened? What to happened that? to that? Wonder Woman, Batman <laughs> engage in a powerful battle against Superman. Yeah, that's a big plot hole. <laughs> Green and Aquaman fight the Amex. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. They don't say what happens. I mean, you have to assume that they defeat Superman, right? Well, they've got to, right? Well, the, when they defeat, oh, we go, yeah, yeah. When, when they here's defeat here's what happens. Then, Batman okay. finds Lords Hangout, Wonder Woman snaps his neck. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. whatever his name yeah. was, yeah. Ham- oh, I forget his name already, Hamilton Lord? Yeah. Remember. Maxwell Lord.
0: Yeah. Lord Hamilton. Island. So,
1: when she snaps his neck, it releases Martian Manhunter's yeah. grip on Superman. So, okay. Superman is now back sure. on there. So Talia fights Batman, is defeated. Uh The Justice League now go after Lex Luthor. He gets away. Okay, that makes sense. So, Superman- When you say
0: Talia fights Batman too, that would have been interesting. Do you think that was going to be a man-on-woman fight? Or would that be like- because Batman's not really up, like, you know, that... that he wouldn't punch a chick. No, I wouldn't have thought so, right? Yeah. Well, he hits Catwoman. Does he? Yeah.
1: Does he ever hit a hitter? Yeah, haven't you seen Batman Returns? And she says, I'm a woman, how could you? And then he apologizes and she kicks him right in the nuts. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, not the nuts, but... Well, that's fine. Somewhere. In the... In the bat... In the armor. Yeah, in the armor. Right in the armor. <laughs> right in, the armor. <laughs> right in the, armor. <laughs> <laughs> the armor. Fuck, that hurts. Uh... Okay, so Batman Batman uh, fucks off. Wonder Woman goes on murder charges. he decides to join the Justice League and honor his uncle's legacy. No mention of what happens with John and Superman. I would assume a lot of apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the first thing you could do. Right. Just call bit up a... all the people you tried to kill, maybe? Right.
0: Fucking call the Bat phone? Just a little, Sorry about that. Little... I was mind-controlled. Hey, guys. Uh... Personally, soz. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> not Has- in the, he doesn't even call Batman. Just like yes. puts it on Twitter. It's like, oh, yeah. don't you hate that? That is clearly a message that could have been sent privately, but you wanted everyone to see. Hashtag sorry.
0: No, he does one of those um, uh, AFL or like you know when a sportsman gets in trouble, but they don't really feel like they should be doing an apology. Yeah, and like so they get up there and they really go, look to anyone I almost murdered. <sighs> If you were- I was technically <laughs> and a mind under control. control from forces that I could not control. Um, but if there was anyone who was offended by me <laughs> trying to kill them, then if I you were offended unreservedly apologise to those people who were did take offense from that.
1: I think his Twitter account should be had the worst day. Just tried to kill Superman. Hashtag FML. <laughs> at the real superman <laughs> so we don't actually find out what happens to john or superman okay at the ending and this is a great bit of fucking this i'm assuming this is a post credit sequence at the ending it is revealed that there was a fourth villain oh, involved on. in the conspiracy uh-huh dark side who is planning an invasion to earth setting up the sequel um there's elements that which i like yeah there's elements which i don't yeah that could have been interesting do you want to hear some facts about this film i would love to hear some facts Warner hired Miller to direct the movie and
0: planned to have a big ensemble cast. Okay. With Brandon Routh as Superman. I mean, just for the record, you're making a Justice League film. Mm. Like, when you said Do you want to hear some facts, the idea that they needed to inse- uh, assemble an ensemble cast is not high on facts. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? There was heaps of people in the Justice League film?
1: Tell me a fact. I think the uh, the fact they're alluding to is how the stars are in the
0: ensemble oh okay they wanted a, yeah. Brandon Routh a Superman <laughs> I mean well uh, they get bigger yeah Christian Bale as Batman now Christian Bale as Batman that would have been I mean
1: they I, wanted like, to connect the universes by the sounds of things I just wish, uh, initially they wanted to connect the universes I
0: just wish that we you know could have ever seen Christian Bale as Batman I think a, it would have in been a George
1: a, Miller a George Miller directed Justice League <laughs> it, would,
0: it would have been good
1: I mean he knows how to uh, create characters who just rah, rah, speak like that <laughs> right Uh, So, Brandon Routh as Superman, lucky. Christian Bale as Batman. Jessica Biel as Wonder Woman. Don't know about that casting. Anton Yelchin as The Flash. Do you know who he is? He plays, um, he's the Russian guy in the Star Trek films. Okay. What's his name? Uh, What's that character? Chekhov. He plays Chekhov in, you don't know him, clearly. Columbus Short as The Green Lantern. Don't know who that is. Martin Short's, oh no, it's Jon Stewart. It's got to be a black Green Lantern, Columbus Short. Columbus Short sounds like, like a, an update you get in your phone. <laughs> like when you're on your way, like, you, know, do you, you don't use public transport. This, this next story is not going to make <laughs> any sense to you. I went on public transport when I was in Hong Kong. Moving on. Leonardo DiCaprio is Aquaman. This
0: must, Uh, you're fucking dreaming. You're kidding me. Lawrence Fishburne. That's where he would have got his Oscar. (laughs) If he just played Aquaman, if he nailed Aquaman a George Miller, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mm. there was a point where Leonardo DiCaprio's career- This is what
1: they wanted. Yeah. I mean- So they would have had Brandon Routh, Christian Bale already signed up. Well, already in the family. I mean, but- I think the rest sounds like- spectacular. hang on, just for
0: the record, like, like Aquaman didn't even do anything in this film.
1: He punched the um, CGI android. Like one Lantern. He has yeah.
0: like one scene. Yeah, yeah. And while
1: well, in the funeral, too. <laughs> you're <laughs> no, you're going to take not. the best actor of his generation and put him
0: underwater. Is he, is he constantly like splashing himself with like the, <laughs> the, the holy, holy water, water just
1: to keep himself hydrated? <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is Marsh, Martian Manhunter, which I think is actually pretty good casting. Yeah.
0: Scarlett Johansson. He'd is- be good as uh, Aquaman, too. S-
1: Scarlett Johansson is Talia. No, not at all. Isn't Tal- she's meant to be like Spanish or. Middle Eastern or something uh, totally. Uh, she could play it. Mel Gibson is Maxwell Lord, <clears throat> uh, which makes sense. George right. Miller connection and Kevin Spacey is Lex Luthor. And that?
0: also, like you know, uh, you know, at that stage, Mel Gibson playing really uh, like a guy who seemed like a really good guy but turned out to be really, really terrible. Yeah, was not a plot twist <laughs> that had actually already happened in his own life. So, however. Christopher Nolan felt the movie would damage
1: the image of the sequel to Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, which is already in production. So Nolan fucking uh, vetoed it. He pulled out his bloody yellow card. Yeah. No. Nah. He said you can't. All right. To prevent this, Warner decided to rewrite the movie as of not being connected to the verse. Okay. This allied to the fan... This allied to the fan backlash... This, as well as the fan backlash and the expensive taxes charged by the Australian government, led to Warner settling for a lesser cast. Uh, now,
0: oh, so oh, you just literally read us what they wanted, and that's now you what you're going that's to what read I said. Us-
1: That's what Warner Brothers wanted, but this Leonardo is wh- Kevin, who they. Yeah. But this is who they actually cast. Oh. We talked about. This oh, I did not know that this was happening. So we this said, is, "This is so good." Army Hammer as Batman. Yeah, this is what we talked about before. They, that, so they got him right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they got all the. They got all. These are all the actors who actually yeah. got the job. Yeah. Now this is the actor I couldn't remember. DJ Katrona as Superman. I don't know who that is. Uh-huh. Megan Gale as Wonder Woman. Uh, she was in Fury Road. She's the chick who uh, was naked on the pole. That's it. <laughs> Which, ironically, gives you the like. <laughs> If the entire message of Fury Road is completely counter <laughs> to what that image up conjures. Right, danger yeah. image conjures up.
0: Yeah, Naked on the Pole does sound like just the bad way you raised your daughter. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> Adam Brody as the Flash, better known as uh,
1: is it Seth Cohen from the OC. Uh-huh.
0: Common as the Green Lantern. Oh, yeah, I like man. that. Yeah. <laughs> would have done an awesome song for the soundtrack too. Yeah. A, would have won an Oscar. Yeah. That's what would have won the Oscar. Yeah. Best song. Yeah. Common. <laughs> Santiago Capet. Hang on, who did he come and Play again?
1: Uh, Green Lantern, John Stewart. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, all right. Santiago Cabrera as Aquaman. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. Well, look, right. looks like they're. I mean,
0: well, he would have been probably. Well, let's cast, cast,
1: well let's cast a, a cast, of, a Hawaiian, so it sounds like.
0: But what did like, you say his name was again? Santiago
1: Caber, Cabrera.
0: Yeah, Santiago Mexico. Cabrera. I mean. Who is he? Well, a lot of the time you either say, "Will we get Leonardo DiCaprio?" <laughs> or "Will we get Santiago Cabrera?" He was actually the guy who just missed out on The Revenant. He was second choice. So he played the bear, Santiago Cabrera. Uh, Hugh Keys byrne oh yeah, in Morton Joe, oh, yeah, from sure. Fury Road, was a yeah. Martian
1: Manhunter, which okay. again it's CGI, so you can right. turn that. Sure. Jay Burishell as oh, Maxwell Lord. Really? So they've gone from Mel Gibson. To Jay Burrishell, that's, wow, that's a uh, big different choice. And Teresa Palmer as Talia Argull, I oh, can see that. Okay, Die, hair, dark. Miller decided to rewrite the movie by himself, making it a gritty, almost watchman like tale that dwell that delved deeply into the Justice League's troubled psyches.
0: Okay, nice. You that's
1: know nice. what? I want to see that. Oh, I want to yeah. see
0: that one. Yeah, I want to see his fan fiction version.
1: One decided that it was not worth it
0: to continue the
1: yeah. project. They were like, this we guy will never that. make an Oscar-nominated this movie. This guy's an idiot. And interrupted the production two weeks before filming began. Sets, props, costumes, storyboards, and animatics had already been done by that time. The Justice League's headquarters would have been the Hall of Justice in Washington, D.C., designed by Diana and John Stewart, and funded by Bruce Wayne. Hey? It's just these headquarters. Okay, so they're just giving us some more more details. The Fortress of Solitude, the Batcave, the Themyscira Embassy, Barry Allen's House, and Atlantis Throne Room, and Maxwell Lord's Mansion Headquarters would have been heavily featured. So we're seeing the Fortress of Solitude, Batcave, the Themyscira Embassy, aren't they like Amazonian, what is that? What would that look like? I don't know. I don't know enough about one woman. Barry Allen's house. Alright, so we've gone <laughs> The Fortress of Solitude. The Batcave.
0: The Themyscira Embassy and uh, Barry Allen's house. <laughs> no, but Barry Allen's house is actually the best one. He's totally rigged it out. He's got a big screen TV. he's like, you know, got weed everywhere. He's like It's literally what Which of these is the odd one out? The
1: Fortress of Solitude, the Batcave, the Themyscira Embassy, Maxwell Lord's Mansion Headquarters, and the Atlantis throne room. <laughs> Tonight on superhero cribs, <laughs> <laughs> Superman's costume would have been all blue, except for a gold belt and the red cape. So kind of like Man of Steel. Okay, yep. He uh, had Kryptonian lettering etched into its fabric, a digital print along his arms like electronic data. Oh, oh shit! It started. Okay. Like it started monitoring us, barcodes. His belt had fine detail that told the story of how he landed on Earth.
0: Oh, on his belt? What's on his belt. That's
1: weird. I mean, it's well, like- Who would wear clothing that would
0: tell people how you were born? how It seems like here? unnecessary detail, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, exactly. Do you mean? My parents had sex in a pool? I mean, but also, that's really flamboyant. Like, who's put that together? Did that just mysteriously happen, or is he, like, specifically Clark Kent one day? Hang on, did it just-
1: say how he came to Earth? Well, you know what? It'd be some future nanotech- Technology, yeah, right. Which Where when just he arrived, happens. well, it would be it, like there'd be some machine in the. But how the does that even happen? In.
0: Because their planet's blown up. So what machine is controlling this thing? Itself, that's like,
1: uh, it's got its own engine, or well, it, like Siri or something. It's well, like, it, yeah, it's like I'd say it's like some kind of data collection uh, and uh, it just, hard drive.
0: So does everyone have that? Because like he's, a, isn't he the first person who's come to Earth? So why would that technology even exist? What do you mean? He has it like, for Krypton. Why His is, father was a scientist. Yeah, but mate, why is there a business? Like, no one has ever, like, fallen to Earth before from Krypton, right? Well, basically, right? He's the first Kryptonian to Earth. Yeah, okay. So, why would the technology exist that put the story of someone falling to Earth on their belt? Because it's culturally, like,
1: it's in Kryptonian culture, your birth... Your first time you you reach another planet it's a it, it's important to their culture it's inscribed on your belt you, you have wear a it with belt. pride yeah
0: but the belt so, does that they've developed technology that inscribes it's a your printer. <laughs> journey to another planet yeah like i mean it feels unnecessary use of technology particularly on a dying planet on a planet you could have saved by applying that technology and science you know in better ways batman's suit was all black
1: okay more like a black ops military soldier. Very bulky, solid and practical.
0: Okay.
1: He carried tools in his belt. Hammer, hammer drill. That <laughs> was Batman renovation show. A rag. Yeah. Batman blitz. <laughs> Better homes and gardens. <laughs> he carried tools in his belt like batarangs, hooks and gas grenades. Oh, it was that show Burke's Bat Yard. <laughs> <laughs> Not as futuristic or as sleek as the Nolan version. Wonder Woman's armor was realistic. Well... Sex can't be that means sex can't be realistic because sexy. there is no Wonder Woman, it's a completely invented character based on mythology. That doesn't
0: never Amazonians, were there? I mean, there's people from the Amazon, but not yeah, not with, like not the not tribe with, of women, not with invisible planes and shit.
1: Well, anyway, it was realistic, okay. <laughs> ancient, uh, oh no, realistic to an ancient Greek warrior, okay. She's Greek,
0: <laughs> who knows, aren't we all. <laughs> With I l- mean, you know, ancient civilization. It was a leather bodice. Oh, yeah. yeah Battle skirt. Yeah. Mm. To describe it, it's a bit Greek symbols. Greek symbols on the belt. Hello. Right. Just like Superman. Yeah, or university fraternity. No
1: stars or stripes or spandex of any kind. Oh, no. Oh, ooh. George wouldn't sexualize Controversial. He shows him to be like well rounded, Plus, Complex. you know, she's not a tool of America. No. It's nuts, no, but she doesn't have stars and stripes in the American style, is it? I don't know. Flash, oh no, she's got this, yeah, she's got stars on her undies. Oh yeah, that's they look. True. That's what you're thinking of. Yeah. The Flash has a classic suit. This is what he wore at the funeral, by the way. His <laughs> classic suit. A full red bodysuit. Flash logo on the chest. Runners. Runners? Runners? Fuck yeah, product placement opportunity for really? sure. The golden ear wings were smaller and went straight back instead of outwards. I kind of forget that the Flash would wear Runners. I always imagine
0: the flash is just like being kind of like a one suit. Yeah, like a onesie. But isn't that's what it is in the TV show. Yeah, right? he's in a onesie. He's not putting yeah. on runners. No. It seems like he'd burn through runners. The runners would I'm have I'm pretty to be sure that was in specifically Flash design. When he started running fast,
1: he started burning through He'd
0: literally go through every time he went for a run.
1: That's not a hard plot point. You just say, We've invented this uh, non burnium. But and why we're would gonna you? make shoes out Non-burn-
0: of it. <laughs> So what have you got? It's like oh no, it's made of non-burnium armor. Oh you know what that does? Clear it up.
1: <laughs> green Lantern had the classic John Stewart version of the uniform, so suit and tie, yep. telling someone <laughs> that jokes from behind a desk. But it was more alien and organic looking. So do you reckon they would have gone for the CG? No, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have done the CGI suit. Would have been too early for that. They would
0: have spent all the money on the nanobots.
1: Aquaman had the modern look: long hair, green scaly tights, golden armor. But, an asymm- uh, but asymmetrical, so his left shoulder was exposed. His left hand, he had the harpoon attachment. Oh, okay. Oh God, that's why he's only in like a third of the films. Yeah, fair enough. Can't do anything. Martian Manhunter used his original Martian form throughout the movie, so he would have been CGI. Iris West would have been heavily featured in the movie, and Zoe Kazan was cast to play her. There's also rumors about uh, a certain Dr. Patrick O'Brien, played by Bob Saget, This is starting to sound less and less fucking believable. This sounds like it's written by Bob Saget.
0: It's like the version of The Aristocrats that just stars The Justice League.
1: Oh, Bob Saget is Plastic Man. That's actually not so far-fetched. Okay. Further rewrites of the movie had The Justice League's origin being told, but still featured the OMAX and The League of Assassins. Further rewrites also had Rasha Ghul in the classic immortal eco-terrorist version playing a major part alongside Max Talia. And Lex. The end. Okay. Did you want to see that
0: movie? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I, don't but, know. I do want to see it. I certainly it want sounds- to see it. I don't certainly didn't want to see the one when they recast it. But it's. I might have wanted to see the imaginary really? one that had all the good people in it. So you wouldn't want to... But the second one
1: with a George Miller rewrite where he delves deeply into the psychology of the, the superheroes. I, I
0: just don't think either of them would have been that good to be honest. From those, from that description you've read to me off the internet, yeah. If I neither of those grab me as particularly things that I really, but, really want to say. But that plot sounded no. But do I think that if George Miller left to his own devices could make a good Justice League film? Yes, of course I do. And I, in fact, I would love to see if someone just said to me, "Make." a George Miller Justice League. Like, literally, don't care about anything else. We want you to do... Which I think might be the direction that superhero... Because there was kind of a period of time at the start where they would just get random directors, so every... Marvel. Marvel
1: had their company formula.
0: Right. No, but what I'm saying is you would get uh, directors who had their own style. I mean, you know, the Ang Lee Hulk, for example, is an Ang Lee movie. Yeah, right. Regardless of that and i wonder that the, if the reaction to what we're having at the moment which is that really kind of specific formula thing yeah. it might go back the other way where people are then so familiar with these myths and stories mm. that we can get to a point where the most interesting thing is to let someone come in and yeah, go from outside, let's see yeah. tim burton make a batman movie again mm. or whoever the monday equivalent is get that person and go hey yeah we'd love to see what you do with this thing, this story that we think we all know. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that it's interesting
1: because the, the obvious one that people talk about is Edgar Wright, you know, being attached right. to do Ant-Man. And when you see Ant-Man, which is fun, it's fine, but you can definitely see the Edgar Wright moments and it makes you go, Oh, like what would that have been like? And I think that Marvel, have, I mean, they've probably made enough money now that they can start being a bit more adventurous. You know, start hiring, like you say, like, you know, auteurs, more
0: auteurs, people who want to do their version of that mythology. Like, imagine if Tarantino or imagine if, you know, one of those guys who has like a woman who has like a very signature style or very, and you can just go, you know, let's go and see so-and-so's look at this or so-and-so's take on this sort of. You You know why that won't work?
1: Is because the marketing is too strongly tied to those yeah, to have an artist right want to take it on because there's just too there's too many uh, people to to please. It's different when Spielberg is making something that he has developed and is behind and he's across the marketing and decides what he will and won't sell. He can you know that can work in unison. But when you've got if you're being brought into make a Marvel movie and you're like Terrence Malick, they still want to sell x amount of these dolls. They want to put you know so. Don't be, you know, going into languid, you know, single takes of uh, Wolverine lying on his back staring at the sky wondering if reality is just all a dream. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's what I mean. You can get, like, Richard Linklater or something. Oh, my God. Then, like, you know. Richard Linklater making yeah. a Marvel movie would be awesome. Right, Bat-Hood. But you know what? They're kind of doing that in a way. Like, I think they're doing that on TV. TV. Like, on cassette. TV. <laughs> TV. <laughs> on TV. Um, <laughs> to, like, uh, to I think like, uh, you know, I didn't really love Jessica Jones, but daredevil and Jessica Jones, they're doing kind of more adult long form, right? It's not the auteur thing that you're talking about, which is like, well, so-and-so their signature is this kind of thing, but you are definitely getting, I find that more adventurous, uh, you know, um, takes on superheroes from episode to episode. You know, some might be just about punching dudes in the face, some episodes, but other episodes are a bit more, it feels like at least they're reaching for something that's a bit more high-minded. I thought that in Daredevil especially, you know, they really tried to do something with the Wilson Fisk character that was beyond just his, the big muscly bag guy.
0: It's different different showrunners on Daredevil season two. No, oh, is it? It's not the same people. So, oh, so it's people, not Drew Goddard. No. Well, he wasn't. The, he was. A, he wrote yeah, it, but maybe. But yeah, there was like it's a different kind of team, and I'm interested to see how that. Will well, go. but that. Well, there you go. But that could probably be more attractive to a director and an to
1: if you were offered a series of a show to you know, right. to take control of. Yeah, because I mean, then you could really delve into it. You know, like the, Terry Gilliam was going to make The Watchman and he just sort of felt like. He couldn't do it in a film, which Zack Snyder proved. But if
0: I think HBO had been like this big success. Just in case Zack Snyder was like a regular listener to the podcast and it heard all the terrible things we've said with about Man of Steel and all the th- terrible things we've said about the upcoming film, but was like, but I bet they like The Watchmen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't hate The Watchmen, but it's... it's There's some bits it's of it that are okay. Bits of it are okay. Look, he's a great visual stylist. No doubt about it. Um, it's just, yeah. There's something. There's, there's no. There's no sophistication to the narrative. I don't reckon with what he does. Yeah. I mean, he creates literal interpretations of really great works of art, and so you get some momentum because Bottoms an amazing comic book, or you know whatever he, he he's he's creating. But his own. The, I mean, just look at Sucker Punch. That's Sucker Punch is an amazing looking terrible film. <laughs> Like it's terrible. I get that, but it looks amazing. Like the guy can definitely create, you know, a universe. Just that nothing happens in that universe. Right.
0: Sometimes you don't want to hang out in that universe. No. Like, this place looks great, but it's shit. Yeah. It really smells, and I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't know. I, I I
1: don't. I like I like some of his films. I like Dawn of the Dead. I like 300. Parts of Watchmen I like, but it just feels. I just feel like they're they're just cramming too much in. The TV show is the the exact opposite of the of the movie philosophy. The TV show is like listening to the fans. The TV shows and they're taking they're taking their time and being like you know uh, costume accurate and all this kind of stuff. Whereas the film, it's like no, we're gonna take uh, 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 we're gonna take Jesse Eisenberg and cast him as Lex Luthor, and then we're gonna take that guy from *Percy* and Wallflower and he's Barry Allen. It's like why are you? Making this hard. Like, right. Marvel make
0: it easy. They cast well, and you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: That's Captain America. Cast, oh, yeah, of course. Just cast, cast Bruce the Banner. person
0: that everybody thinks should be it. Yeah. Because that's normally who they cast. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think they've done a good job. Like, they searched around a bit to find their fucking Hulk. But Mark Ruffalo now, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah that's exactly who should be the Hulk. Yeah. I mean, again, I guess it,
1: it's – I don't want to sound hypocritical because I'm the one saying, like, isn't it interesting that, the, you know, Lex Luthor could be this or could be that? Right. But I don't know. the, the it doesn't feel like they well,
0: have- you want consistency. Yeah, you want that kind of. Yeah, idea that's right. That you like- can't cast
1: comic book accurate yeah. Superman and Batman and then throw me a curveball with with Lex Luthor. Right, that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. inconsistency. Feels like they're kind of cannibalizing from all these well, different sources. It just felt
0: like they ran out of money. Isn't that great? It were- was felt like they kind of like we could afford three guys who look like the people, yeah. and then we gonna afford four good actors. <laughs> We think we can cobble together a film with that. This is amazing. We've been talking at
1: length about two and a half minutes of footage
0: we've seen online. Yes. And we've well, decided... That- it's created a lot of conversation, though, Charlie. That's, <laughs> if that's been its point, yeah, but it's going to be terrible. No, it's not the two and a half minutes that I I think have made it terrible. It's the fact that the last <laughs> movie was terrible. Yeah. That's why I think it'll be terrible. Yeah. And because most of the things that he'd done have been terrible. And every indication he's given us so far is that this will be terrible. But that doesn't mean it will be. And if it's not, I'll be the first person. Maybe, much like we misjudged Vince's movie in Entourage. Yeah. Maybe that just... goes on to win 10 Oscars. It goes on to win 10 Oscars. You're right.
1: right? I mean, like I said a year ago, if you said Mad Max is going to win 10 Oscars, it would be like, oh, look, I'm hoping
0: for the best. I don't know. But if... uh, Next year's Oscar season. Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice Ben Affleck's up for like a Best Actor Oscar Um, the other guy is at the awards (laughs) no no no, they're both up like uh, Best Actor Henry Cavill Henry Cavill and they're uh, both up in the same category Ben Affleck yeah it's the first time Best, Best Actor from the same film Okay, so... Up against each other. As a- Batman versus Superman. For, <laughs> for reals. real. For Yeah, for reals, Literally. It'll be the theme of uh, 2017 as they race towards... And Zack Snyder's up for Best Director. It's like being nominated for more... Uh, like visual effects awards and any other thing. The it's set- created, It's
1: like the wild stallions of movies. It creates world right. peace. Yeah, exactly. People
0: watch the conflict of Batman versus Superman. And they just walk out. And they say, and "We they should. Go, this is, why are we fighting? We should be unifying. Do you know what? If Batman and Superman can work it out, then like Israelis and Palestinians are yeah, watching People it. just
1: start throwing their weapons into the ocean. They
0: build cinemas uh, in the Gaza Strip, along the <laughs> disputed borders, and Israelis and Palestinians watch those together and they arm say, and You know what? We are Batman and we are Superman, but yeah. we are not verses anymore. We are Batman and Superman together. It heals the world. I mean, I guess that could happen. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> well, more likely it's a pile of shit. Yeah, I mean, more likely. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. See ya. <laughs>